Good evening, everyone. It's Notes from John. With the Babel from Bonn. On Sunday, February 23, 2020. And we're depressed. We are. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we just finished recording this whole episode, and, uh, and I realized at the very end that I had... I had us on the wrong track, so I had Bonnie, I had her her mic on the, I don't know how to explain it to you, but on the wrong track. Well, that's okay, because yours was more important. So, they, you wanted to, so, I know, you so, wanted everyone to not, hear you not and true. not me. Yours was turned off, so they had to, what you heard, you would you could hear from Bonnie was only through my mic instead of through her mic. So you wanted them like to hear was, you. Oh, gosh, it was <laughs> horrible so here we are after a 33 minute podcast recording we're starting over well that's okay sorry about that and uh, but that happens. was just a dry run for us and <laughs> especially when your voice is getting a little thinner because we're tired yeah it's uh, almost eight forty-five here in the evening and you know, but it's been a wonderful sunday and we're <coughs> actually we we uh, had an opportunity to speak in church today Oh, yes. Why did you just nudge me? Because I, do, <laughs> I, do, huh? I don't like speaking. That's another thing, because you, see, you'd let much rather talk. and. Well, you are the one that they loved in the, oh, in the speaking. True. It is true. You got uh, lots of great comments, and you deserved them. You no. did a, a terrific job. You always Bonnie. bring the spirit in. But anyway. Way to go. Tonight, we want to. Give a shout out. A shout out to two of our grandsons who just had a birthday. I think we've already mentioned Blake, our son-in-law, Tabitha, our little granddaughter that we lost as a baby, Hadley, as a little seven, six-year-old. No, she's seven now. Seven-year-old. Josie, who's 12. Mm -hmm. And Becky. Our daughter. Our daughter. And... And then the these two, two and the two boys that just teenagers. had birthdays, two teenagers, Noah, who just turned 13, and Jake, who just turned 15. Oh, my goodness, he's, he's, uh-oh. And so, Jake, he who just turned 15, 15. he's going to be driving. And he's going to be like me because he was he's small in stature, and I could barely see over the steering wheel, so he might have that issue, too, but he'll make it work. Cause you know, they're, they're great they are young great men, kids. and... Uh, We've now have five teenagers, 16 and uh, 16, 14, and 13, a couple 13 year olds. 15. 15, excuse me. And, and anyway, they all five of them are outstanding uh, kids. They just are great people, and we're so proud of them. And Your parents have done a great job. They have done a great job, and congratulations to them and, and for really great examples that they are. I, I also, you know, I should, I wanted to do a little shout out for Bo Motzkus. His parents were gone for the, for the week. And, um, and they left Bo, a 16-year-old, home with the, uh, his three younger siblings to take care of him. And um, mom and dad, as they left, they didn't give any specific instructions about, now make sure you get everybody ready to go to church and all that. But. Uh, to Bo's credit, um, this morning, or last week, he got everybody up on time, made sure they were all dressed, and they they uh, left and were on church on time. 
Yes, they because were. Because he, he uh, took that responsibility on his own and did a way to go, Bo. I just am really proud of you for that. Good job. Yeah. So tonight, uh, we thought we would talk with you about something that we consider really, really important. It's not very much fun, but it's important. Yeah, it has to go with what you heard at the very beginning of this podcast. Money, 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 money. Money. Anyway, <laughs> money. Some people want to say money makes the world go round. Wrong. Money yeah. isn't what makes the world go round. You know, love really does that. But money is a necessity. It is a necessity. It's it, you. You got to have some money in order to live, and um, it, it becomes just an important part of our lives to know how to deal with money. And part of that is budgeting. 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 There's, there's an old saying that says a budget is telling your a budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. That's certainly true. It is. And so if you're going to if you're going to take care of and be responsible with money, the budgeting aspect just becomes such an, an important part with two primary elements. One is you are able to identify what you have coming in and that you know what you have going out. And you don't have more going out than you have coming in. That's just an absolute essential. You do not spend more than you make. Well, this this could be true. Some some of us budget every month carefully, and others just go over every month. Yeah. We, yeah, they, never, we never did no. that. Well, <laughs> you, you learned budgeting uh, as a young girl at home. Well, I was more of a savings because I watched, true. I watched my dad who had little envelopes and he would have, you know, the house payment, he would have utilities, he would have, of course, tithing, and then he would have um, food. Then he'd have other envelopes that would be for college educations for all oh, of us that he would wow. put money into. But and he didn't make very much money. But uh, no, we, no, how he did that? He he's putting money, cash, cash into little envelopes. Right. I mean that's so different than what we would do today. Today we would just sit down and budget on a piece of paper. Well, we didn't have credit cards back then, did we? No, I don't. Well, I didn't. I think that he had. <laughs> My he, parents didn't. He had a, a checkbook, but he always said, "If you can't pay cash, you can't afford it." Yeah. So we always he always paid cash up front for everything. Well, and, and so, what a good yeah. thing, especially with uh, him having, he, he and your mother having ten Kinda children. Was, yeah. Wow, and on a on a, you know, a, a small income comparatively, anyway. That's a real, what a challenge. He did. He took care of us. We didn't always have what we wanted, but we had what we needed. Yeah. And so we just always tried to find ways to make money to, to get what we wanted and then to help out at home. So from, from our vantage point, uh, you and I, when we got married, uh, um, we just, fortunately, we agreed on some fundamental principles about money. 
One is that we would stay out of debt. Mm-hmm. Remember? We did. Two, we, we identified what mattered most to us in our finances. One was paying a full tithing. We always agreed that we would always pay tithing no matter what. And second, that we would, even though we may not be making much, we could pay something towards a fast offering. Even though we didn't have much to give away, we could give something. We even gave like three to five dollars. Something. Something to feel like we were helping others. Yeah. And and then uh, the other element that you and I really felt strongly about was just, in fact, staying out of debt. not spending more than we made. Well, it kind of took the fun out of it, but <laughs> but <laughs> we had to do it. And that we both stayed um, current on where we were. We made the agreement right out of the chute that I would be the responsible party to take care of paying the bills and keeping everything up to date. And I think that was fine with you. Yes. But I did need to know what was going yes, on. Yes, you did. And I think you, well, you did know. Well, yes, because we'd have those nights where you would say, we need to sit down and talk about our finances. And I just would go, oh. And, and yet you needed, you I, wanted we, to know. We had to know. I had to do it. But um, especially, especially was that hard during Christmas. Christmas, yes. Buying it was season. Yes, and you would, you would always do it sometimes when, just before I was going to go out shopping. Well, good, and that's probably why you did it. <laughs> so, it's pro- hey, that's why you did it. But yeah, that's that was important. We had to sit down and see where we were. So, how did we go about budgeting? Well, first off, we identified one how much we had coming in, and then we wanted to identify how much we we knew had to go out. We knew what had to go out in tithing and fast offering. We identified what that would be. Second, we knew what would have to go out in our either rent or our home payment. Right. We knew what it would have to go, what that would have to be. Then we knew what would have to go out for utilities. Fortunately for us, we never really had a car payment because we never got a car without being able to pay for it or we just got hand-me-downs oh, God. well and they were pretty sad hand-me-downs but it's okay you well know, i had a car coming into the marriage right and we we used but that for you a long used that time. for your work but for me i had the hand-me-down cards the shark remember the blue car from your mom and the rambler i think you paid 35 dollars yeah, for that's, it yeah that's true they were really ugly cars that's but true you're just lucky that I didn't really. I just wanted a car that would get me someplace without breaking down. I didn't really care what what it, what it was. Well, so we knew that we, uh, we we would have car expense. We knew we would have gasoline expense. We knew we would have car insurance. Mm-hmm. So we had to budget for all of those things. Each month, we had to budget um, something for clothing. We had to budget something for... Uh, any or, or uh, any other insurances that we had to pay for, or any taxes that we had to prepare for, and and then of course we budgeted for food. <laughs> that wasn't always the what we wanted it to be, but nevertheless it was 
uh, our budget. We were fed. Some little budget for entertainment and uh, no. wasn't much. But that's why you call it a budget, because you set it, and then you don't budge. Yeah, you don't go over it. It doesn't do you any good to budget and then not follow it. It doesn't do you any good. No. So I used to share with our missionaries, um, the last night before they went home, they would come into the mission home. We'd have them all. We'd Bonnie, you'd fix them a, a very nice dinner. By farewell fireside. And we'd have, yeah, our farewell fireside. And... and um, They'd share a, a message uh, or an experience that each one of them had that was special to them while they were out. And and then you and I talked with them about marriage. You talked mostly. Well, I, I talked some, and you talked some too. But you talked I mostly. Talked, I talked more <laughs> than you did. That is true. Um, you like to talk. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and if you believe that. Yeah, exactly. And then, so... Uh, as part of that conversation that evening, I, we would talk to them about marriage. And uh, one of the critical elements about marriage was finances. Of course, there was, you know, another was communication, and another was intimacy, and another was other things. And so uh, when we talked about finances, we would share with them the importance of, of look, before you get married, please talk with your, you know, your fiance about how you feel about money, how you feel about um, about spending more than you have, going into debt, how you feel about tithing, how you feel about giving, how you feel about not being able to buy something unless you can pay for it, and who's going to be responsible for the money. Yeah, who's going to, exactly. And and <laughs> we, we've just found that so important because some, we found some that we know well that never talk about that. And then they find out once they get married that, gee, the person I've been, I've just married, in one case, they were $40,000 in debt. And, and their fiancé had no clue. And another was seventy thousand dollars in debt, school loans, and they didn't know. How can you? I mean, that should raise huge red flags about someone's judgment and and integrity. But is that enough to not uh, marry probably them? Probably not. I don't know for them, but it, it was a concern. Certainly would have concerned me. You wouldn't have married me if I was in debt. <laughs> well, you and I made the you and I made the deal then that I would be responsible. Uh, for that and I tried to keep you informed and then just a couple of months ago we talked about how it's important for you to know exactly how to take care of all of our bills well we do that off and on over the years we've talked about that so that if ever you just kind of disappeared from my life that, <laughs> disappeared that I would I not disappear? well if you died well that yeah that's, that's what I'm saying disappearing <laughs> that that was a nicer way than saying if you died, anyway, um, that I would know how to take care of the finances. And you've been very good at writing it all up for me so that if you did pass on, I would know exactly what to do. Well, it's always just been important to me to, to know where I was in my finances. I, I just, I, I, I don't like the thought of being in debt. 
I don't like the pressure that comes with financial pressures. And uh, we have financial troubles. People oftentimes do things different than they would normally do. It affects them because of the stress and the pressure that financial problems can bring. Well, it's good to be open with each other about the finances. Um, We've seen too many cases where the husband and possibly the the wife is taking care of the finances and they get into trouble and then they don't tell each other what's happening. And before you know it, the wife sees a foreclosure sign on her door. And had no clue. Yeah. That that they they were were having difficulty. Difficulties. Wow. They just got to communicate your finances. Yeah, I mean, that's just so unfair to have somebody have that kind of, uh, you know, circumstance thrust on them and they didn't have any idea that it was coming about. They're just gleefully going along, spending whatever they want to be spending, I suppose. And, 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 too, excuse me, is, mm -hmm. is I've seen wives too that have put pressure on their husbands. They want this or they want that. They want a bigger You've home. You've never done that. No, I've seen it. You've never done that. No, I haven't done it. No, you haven't. But I've seen it, and I've seen pressures on husbands, and that's when they get into trouble. They try to get a nicer home or try to give her more money to spend. And Well, and yeah, and our, our President Hinckley, uh, our prophet, uh, shared with us years ago that, that as, as Latter-day Saints, we should do all we can to stay out of debt except it would be appropriate for us to be able to uh, go into debt for education, a reasonable amount of debt in ed- for education. And, uh, another would be to be able to go into debt for a home. And again, all of this is, is subject to a reasonable standard, into a home that makes sense for you. You ought not gotten into a home that's way, way more than you should. Don't get into a home where you're going to be paying a house payment and make your house poor. Oh, that's so I mean, hard. You can't oh do anything, go anywhere, because you're putting all this money into a house. Makes no sense. And then, and then uh, the third was perhaps uh, it's okay to go into debt for transportation, a car of some kind. And that doesn't that doesn't suggest that oh that means I can go buy a BMW and have a big car payment every month for a BMW. Yeah. No, that's not what it is. You 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 can go into debt for a car that's a reasonable um, amount for you that you can afford. So that again, what you have coming in is more than what you have going out every month. And it's also important that if one of you controls the money, that you have to be willing to give and take as far as um well like if you're if you needed something and to give your your wife a little bit of spending money even if it's five dollars or if you if the wife's in charge i've i know a family who the wife's in charge of the money and her husband will come and have to ask her for money i'm sure he hates that and she said after a while i just started giving him a monthly allowance as well so that it wasn't just awkward. I know my mother, as a matter of fact, I don't know that I've ever even told you this, but my mother, um, she did not like asking my dad for money. Well, most women don't. And so she would, uh, when she went grocery shopping every week, 
uh, no, no, it was when she would go to get her hair done at the uh, this certain place. She would always ask for more money. Uh, you know, pay, give Pain. him a check larger than what the the hair appointment was charging, and then she so she'd get some cash back. Yep, I'm and then sure she they would, did that. She would take that cash back and save it for whatever it was that she was trying to save for. She'd put it in an envelope. She probably did. <laughs> Yeah. Any, oh. a, anyway, it is important that you you keep uh, um, open each other aware of where aware you are. Aware of what's going on. And and then this that it's just so important that um, we avoid envy. Before you get into envy, can I can I go back to something we forgot about? T- okay. Telling our teaching our children one night for family home evening. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we, uh, right. we gave them Monopoly money because they were all whining and complaining that they couldn't have this because it's talking about envy. Can't have this. Somebody has this, and I want that, and we don't go here. We don't go there. And I said, well, let's sit down and budget where, where we are as a family. And so we gave them all Monopoly money, and, and you mentioned, well, first of all, put out your tithing, and... This was all um, pretend, but what's the word where you're just, it's not like $100 of tithing, but the, the, the money was a hun- in $100 bills. So we'd say, okay, you're tithing, let's give us $100. So they'd each give out $100, and they knew that they had all this cash left in their hand, play money. Then you need to pay for your house payment or rent, $300, so they'd give $300. Then you have to have a car to get back and forth from work so that you can get the money to pay for all of this. So you have a car payment, $200. They were giving $200 more. And, and then your food, you've got to have gas, oh, no, and, gas insurance and insurance. That's right. That was next. Another $100. And then utilities. You have to have lights. You have to have heat. You have to have water and garbage collecting, all that, blah, blah, blah. Your insurance. insurance. And so more money and their money was getting less and less in their hands, and the, the looks on their faces started going, wait, 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 wait. And then we said, now you'll need to have food. Of course you're going to have to eat, but you're, we see your money's getting a little bit tighter, so you're going to need to not have steak this week. Maybe have more hamburger, chicken. or Hot dog. Hot dog. Or, Spam. <laughs> no. <laughs> or just go without meat. I mean, you can go without meat, just have salads and veggies or or start baking more or whatever. And uh, so that's... We ate a lot of spam on my mission. Oh, on your mission. I was going to say, no, I never ate spam. No, we had a lot of pot pies. These little 50-cent pot pies. they were 19 cents. When we were in law school. 19 cents in law school. 19-cent pot pies. I can hardly eat those. No, we can't eat them now anymore. Those pot pies. That, and we had liver and onions, because that was 50 cents a container. Oh, man. Oh, we ate a lot of that, too, and now we can't eat that anymore <laughs> either. <laughs> but we got through law yes, school. Yes, we did. Debt-free. Yes, we did. Anyway, and so then it got down to, oh, you've got a little bit money left. Uh, what if you have a birthday this month to have to, well, I guess you'll just have to make your birthday gift or, um, oh, we have, you got sick. We had to go get some medicine. Give me some more of your money. Or I had to go see the doctor. Or the doctor. Or the dentist. And the dog needs their shots, his shots. So, And they got down to maybe 
$100 left. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't even that much. But the looks on their faces was they had no idea what goes out of a house. Yeah, and that didn't even include really setting up some money for savings. No. Which we, we'd like to have been able to always set aside some percentage of our yeah. what we have coming in to save. And so they realized that we don't we didn't always have the money to go out and buy the latest, most popular toy or um, the clothes that they wanted and they would get jobs themselves and start earning and Well and you lived in a in a, in a scenario where your family was probably a little less uh, financially well off than many others in your neighborhood. And enough so that uh, I remember you telling me about your sister, uh, who uh, whose friends. Oh yeah. Well, you. We had only a few bikes between all ten of us, and so if one of us were on the bike and gone, my sister, who had some wealthy friends, um, in the neighborhood, they who all would, had bikes. They all had their bikes, and she'd just run alongside them with their bikes, and I always felt so bad. I wanted to have my sister come back with the other bike and say, give it to her. She needs it. man. It was hard, but she's an amazing person today, and I think all of our kids have learned to save. I think they've done pretty well. I think so, too. I think, you know, I agree. So back to our kind of our final With the envy, because that's why we talked about them. They wanted this and Avoiding envy. Yes. And it's so easy to have it happen because we see other people that are, you know, they've got life so easy, easy it, seems. it seems. And they're able to do this and go there and have this and and do all these things. And we want that too. Well, sure we do. You know. Looks and, great. And that creates envy. I have to repent. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of, instead of, if envy, what we need to do is to replace envy with, with gratitude, to be so, just thankful for yes. what we do have. Because there may certainly there are going to be people that have more than you do, and you're going to have more than some of the other people who have less than you. And that's hard for young children to see that. Yeah. So it seems to me as parents, we need to be able to make sure that our children. See that. See that there are people who are living in our communities who have much less than we do by serving in, in uh, areas where we, we can help them in these, uh, in these uh, scenarios where they give out the, the food, for instance, it's at uh, homeless the homeless centers, and etc. I remember growing up, I had two really good friends that well, they called us the the Three Musketeers, and I was kind of in the middle financially. I had one friend who had the big Barbie house, the Barbie car, the can, the, 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 all the Barbie clothes that were store-bought. I had made my Barbie house out of cardboard boxes. I, you know, I, I took a lot of time wallpapering these boxes and carpeting them and, and making furniture out of boxes. They're probably cuter than the store I thought ones. so, <laughs> no. And then my mom made all these clothes for my Barbie doll. And then my other friend, who was less well-off, I say it, less well-off than I was, she maybe just had a Barbie. But we'd have to, you know, I'd share my clothes with her doll, 
on. And it was just interesting to see the three of us and how all three of us have turned out and where we've gone and what we've done. And, and it's just interesting that some people who think they have a lot feel entitled mm-hmm. and they think they're better than other people. Mm-hmm. And I look now at those it's refugees. It's an air of elitism, air of elitism. I see these poor refugees coming in the country, fleeing their country. and Oh, my oh gosh. Man, we are so grateful just to have a, a house, even if it had nothing in it. We have a house and we feel safe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, that element of being able to replace envy. Jealousy. That's yeah. what envy is, is being jealous. With gratitude. Is such a, an important principle. And I, I, I know that's easy to say. It's easy to say, you know, don't measure somebody by the amount of money they make. That's not, that to me is, isn't the mark of someone that's successful in life, how much money they make, how many cars they have, or how many toys they can buy. That's not how I judge and measure the quality of a man or a woman. And there are some very wealthy people that are very generous. Oh yes, and very kind certainly. Of wonderful and and have great character as well. And Absolutely. it goes both ways. But it does help us to be grateful for what we have and to be happy. And part of that is to pray to have Heavenly Father help you to be happy for what you have and to not be envious of others. And Bonnie, we have been we have been so blessed in our lives, even during the early earlier years where we had nothing, and uh, started with nothing and uh, um, budgeted what little money we had coming in <laughs> very carefully. And you know, and for some, that's a great challenge. They love to see what get the coupons and get the sales and see what they can do. It becomes oh, yeah. a challenge for the month yeah, to well, see how they how well they do. Happy for them. Yeah, it's hard for me. <laughs> Well, well, we know that uh, financial stress can bring serious pressures, and yet, if we're able to to um, <coughs> put it all in proper perspective and and be able to develop an attitude of gratitude uh, rather than envy, it will go a long way in helping us to find joy, joy and peace, peace. happiness in our lives. That's for sure. And the payment of tithes and offerings is just such an integral part of all of that. So, well, there you go. That's our little uh, dissertation tonight on finances and how to find joy in the journey. And next week, dealing with finances. And next week, we won't be around. We will be out of the country. Oh, oh, so that's right. We won't be doing You're a right. podcast next week. I'm well, sure it's <laughs> for those of you who listen in. Well, we do it when we get home. Maybe, maybe on we could Monday on Monday. No, maybe we could do that. Yeah. Well, we'll see. it's unlikely that we'll be doing it next Sunday. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, it won't be Sunday. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, we hope everyone's well and that you'll uh, in, have a wonderful week uh, this week. Spending your money. Carefully, wisely, <laughs> and with gratitude. As we conclude this episode of Notes from John. With a babble from Bon. Good night. Good night.
Is it okay? Please say yes. 